you and a jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. Cry, we lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. And all of y'all know my style. All right, let's get right to it, goddammit. Right to it. Could the Redeem team beat the Dream team? <laughs> are you kidding? Red's kidding. I'm not. And I'm, and I'm hoping your answer won't have me asking you, are you kidding? I'm asking. No. Thank you. Thank you. Does someone out there think they can? Oh, dude. This, come on, man. You know, if you go back into the archives of my posts, at one point I posted a side-by-side picture of the Redeem team, the 92 team. Who wins? Most people said 92. But a lot of people who I would assume is the younger generation said the younger team. Get the fuck out of here. How does that even match up? With the dream team. Well, you think about it. Kobe cancel. Kobe and Michael cancel each other out. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. Bird is gonna get take. Gonna get. LeBron's gonna win the matchup with Bird. Um, point guard. Who was the point guard for the dream te- for redeem team? Well, it was Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd. Oh, Magic is six nine. Fuck that. Magic got that. Uh, at the center position, we definitely got that. We got Ewing. And fucking uh, Robinson. All they had was who? Dwight Howard? Uh, let's see. Who was there? Oh, oh Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no Dwight. Was it Dwight Howard yeah, too? Yeah, Dwight Howard was there too. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, 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 Tyson Chandler and Dwight Howard don't match up with Robinson or Ewing offensively. Um, Scottie Pippen. Does it say who was on there? I, I know the whole roster of 92. Is that the roster of Dream Team? This is Redeem Team right here. Redeem Team. Yeah. Uh, who 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 was at the uh, small forward positions? Uh, is, Lebr- is LeBron playing small forward at that time? I would. Yeah. 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 He's playing small forward, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he's not. Well, he's almost like point guard right now. <laughs> I, I know he's not. Right. But yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, LeBron. LeBron. Okay. Uh, so, but it's not today, LeBron. Uh, not, not even. Prime time. It's not prime LeBron. This well, is what we LeBron. talking about didn't back then. Yeah, that this, LeBron. Did, yeah. So at, still young. Okay, so small forward. Would it, should we say Scotty? Yeah. At small forward, you had Scotty Pippen and Chris Mullen. Yep. Who's playing the power forward? Oh, Carl Malone and Barkley. Yeah, and uh, power forward here, you're gonna have uh, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh and and let's see who else was on there. Uh, Carlos Bo- Boozer. Oh, fuck out of here. Carlos Boozer. And, uh, Barkley, Malone. Bosch has a height advantage, but is frail as a motherfucking uh, Ethiopian track runner. Listen, I know when I keep saying NBA, best of the best, these are the guys who can play this game. Right. And they- 
But I think when these guys... And Kevin Durant wasn't even on that team. No, he wasn't. I don't think... No, he wasn't. They had Dwayne Wade. So at the two guard, at 92, you got Jordan and Drexler. The two guard here, you got Dwayne Wade and Kobe. Yep. So I give Dwayne Wade over Drexler. Michael and Kobe cancel each other out. We win at the center position. We win at the point guard position. Small forward is kind of a tie. Chris Paul was 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 the point was the point as well. Magic six nine. I know, but and he ain't passing like Magic. No, get the fuck out of here, man. This, this young generation is is on some tomfoolery. The '92 Dream Team, baby. And keep in mind that's Magic and Bird not in their prime. No, it's not. But let me ask you this question: Any you- team with Jordan? You got to, come on, man. But you said Bird, and who, who are you matching up Bird against? Uh, LeBron. Or Scottie Pippen could match up against okay. LeBron. It's the end of the game. It's the redeemed team and, 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 and the dream team. It's a tie game. Ball goes in. Bird's at the three-point line. Who's winning the game? Bird miss or Bird making that shot? Oh, Bird making it. I'm not betting against Bird. Yeah, I, I just don't see any way. Even, even, even if you have a player that you know that can beat Bird on your on that on that team, right. he's still going to play his position, right? And would need it. And even though at that stage of his career he was done, his back. They said a lot of times he didn't even practice because of his back problems. But on that team, all you need him to do is spot up and shoot. You don't need him to be the Bird from the Celtics. You just need him to spot up and shoot. And who better to get him the ball? Magic or Stockton. It would have been, uh, it would have been very, uh, it, it would just, it, it, I would love to have seen Magic and Larry play together. Like, oh, like, man. Man, and, and like in, a, in a prime, yeah. Oh, prime. goodness. Well, you know, on, on, that, on that documentary, Courtship of Rivals, they played together. Uh, I know it wasn't Olympics. They played together in, in some game. And then that's when Magic was like, you know, I do new look pass to him. Then he come do no mm-hmm. look pass to me. I said, this white boy can play. I come down the court. He, he. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, man. Because, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Uh, and, and just the basketball IQ. Magic, Bird, and Michael. The IQ is through the roof. And see, this is, again, today's, and I'm not knocking today's basketball. It's a different kind of game. And they say the guys today, athletically, physically, they're, they're, but I'm, I'm not, I won't, even if I don't deny that, but the basketball IQ, it's not about those guys. When they played the game, they weren't only going to dominate you with just their physical ability. The the IQ. They just knew, they knew where they were on the court at all time. That's how magic was able to pass the way that he was able to pass because he knew where they were going to be. And to true to the Lakers credit, when magic was playing with them, those guys got into the position that they were supposed to be in. And that's what made them fucking exceptional. Dude, I was watching on YouTube and this is what I love, man. Thank God for YouTube, man. You can just go back and watch all that shit. I was I was in bed one night. I couldn't sleep. And I was just watching uh, the 92 Dream Team games. And there was one time on a break. Magic is leading the break. And it's just him forward. Nobody's around him. But Michael's trailing. 
And Magic gets near the rim without even looking at Michael, throws it up above his head, and Michael, in midair, catches it with that beautiful slant. And yeah! And it was this basketball poetic beauty. Just magic to Michael. So when you go magic and bird, oh, dude. It, it just, it was, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Um, Barkley, uh, Barkley's point about the otherworldly teams were playing with pros against college kids. Unfair, the dream team had to match pros with pros. Uh, some people took issue with that. Um, certainly not Americans, but some people in the Olympics took issue with that. Why would they deem that as a problem? Like that's what they were doing was unfair. Pros and other teams all over the world versus college kids. Well, oh, because in America, the, the standard of the United States, there was always going to be uh, amateur athletics. The Olympics was going to send amateurs, not professionals. But they, but 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 overseas, but but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't, and I I, I think it was just because it, it, they were breaking a long-standing tradition of only sending amateur athletes. Right. Um. Dude, I don't know if you ever saw it, uh, but apparently uh, before the, the Bobby Knight uh, went to the Olympics, he was the coach of the Olympic team where Michael Jordan won his first gold medal. And he wore, uh, and on that team was him, the two notables, him and Patrick Ewing. But before they went to the Olympics, they had a game where the Olympic team played a bunch of NBA pros. And on that pro team was Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, they kicked the shit out the pros and Jordan dominated like a motherfucker. One cool thing, and, and this is, again, I know you don't play video games, but on the latest 2K, Jordan is on the cover and they have what's called the Jordan Challenge. And it's 45 of Michael's most classic games and you have to meet the challenges. You have to do in the video game what he did in the game. So you have to get on one game, like, in, you, you got to get 45 points, nine rebounds, and win by 20. It, it, that you, they have that game where they played in college when Michael played against the pros. And I forget what the stats were, but they were ridiculous. And I remember on one of my favorite shows, Open Court, Isaiah's sitting there, and they're talking about uh, the greatest players ever play, and they get to Michael Jordan. And he goes, I remember, I'll never forget, we, we went in the gym, and Bobby Knight tapped me and said, now, this one's a little different now. <laughs> in reference to Michael. Yeah. And he goes, I remember at one practice, uh, I knew Michael was fast, but Michael did a thing where I, I had the ball and the way he reached me, I, I jumped back and I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so it was like Michael's talent was just beyond head and shoulders of everybody else. So again, when you when you got him on the on the joint, all bets is off. Um, and I think on that, uh, I want to say, coaching that redeem team. I know Coach K. Was he the main coach? Yeah, he was the head coach, and then it, okay, what? was Larry Brown? Larry Brown was on the team before the one that lost the year before the the Olympics before. Right. And Larry Brown, I like Larry Brown as a okay, coach. Okay, here's my question. Go ahead. Do you think that Larry ba Larry Brown belongs with the great coaches like Popovich, Phil, and Pat? 
I mean, that's a tough list when you say that. Does it need another coach on that list? Well, but I'm just saying, if you, okay, let, that's three. If you were to do a Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches, certainly Popovich, Pat, and Filler on that list. Who takes that fourth spot? Not Larry Brown? No. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think he's, you know. No, I think he's a really, really good coach. I really right. do. I, I think that he's part of the reason that that team couldn't play to the level it needed to. <laughs> so you putting that on him? I put a lot of it on him because he's he's an NBA coach and the, he coaches in a. I mean, I know he coached. He, it, it's, have you ever seen how he coaches? Have you ever seen how he? I, I just know that uh, him and Allen was constantly bumping heads, and they love each other, but they was constantly bumping they, heads. They, they, he he's just very. He's a very emotional. You know, it's just, right. you know, Coach K. When you when you knew Coach K was coming in, Mike he has a different, there's, you know, when you talk about differences in people, right? he's one of those guys that is just different. He, he coaches different. He, you know, when you, you know, when you know about his military background, you, you don't see the military guy on the sideline when you're watching the game. Like if they never said that he was in the military and you just watched the Duke games, would you ever think that he was like right. uh, Mr. Military? No, he has a presence. And I think that, you know, he, to me, honestly, that dude is like on that 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 Phil Jackson level where it's not about just the X's and O's. It's how to get you in the right position. Each in right. the players, not just the, the, there's a team and, and then how to motivate each individual. And come to think of it, Larry Brown didn't win a title until he left Philly. He won with the Detroit team with Chauncey Billets with him. He coached that team. See, that, you know, we were just talking about that before we got on the air. That's a team that doesn't have this. Um, Superstars. And maybe that's what it, maybe that's the kind of coach Larry is where he can get in and he's the blah, 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 and makes that happen right. because there's no one. I, 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 I think Larry Brown had a personality issue with, with certain players. That's what I think. I think that he and he couldn't adjust his like you don't hear that about Phil. No, you hear the opposite. Phil was a master at personality. Right. But and and at that level, and then you have superstars or you have stars. You need to be able to motivate. They don't motivate the same way. You have to know how to motivate someone. You have to know how to what's going to make someone bring it all to the table. But in Allen Iverson's defense, he didn't have a team. No, you know uh, I think the only other all star he played with was Matumbo. Uh, but the yeah, Allen was a so the, the the Sixers were a solo act. Uh, I think he Allen suffered from the Dominique Wilkins curse. Great player, just didn't have a team. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, but they still got to the finals, but they were so overmatched by I the mean, Lakers. I think there's a lot of teams you could have plugged Allen Iverson into, and they would have won a championship. Yeah, if he had a yeah, yeah, he, right, yeah, yeah, you could have just moved him to this team, and, right? Yeah, there's a championship waiting there. Uh, which makes me well, when you say that though, I go remember when I don't wonder if this has more to do because Allen wasn't in his prime anymore, but remember when Allen went to Denver, he played with Carmelo Anthony. J.R. Smith. Yeah, but that's not the same. That's not the same Allen Iverson. Yeah. So Allen Iverson, people think that he's six foot. He's not even six foot. Right. You know what I mean? He's listed right. at six foot, but he's right. not six feet. Right. And he played harder than most people play that are like of size. I yeah. mean, he he played hard. So he was already 20. He was, he was a little, he was wounded by then. Why, why don't you think college coaches necessarily transition well into the NBA. Remember Rick Pitino? Yeah. One of the top college coaches. 
Then he came coach. Did he coach the Knicks? I remember he came. Yeah, he coached, I think he did, was the Knicks. Right. And, and then he was terrible. And he went back to college. Because, again, I think that's why Phil Jackson is great at it. Because you, when you're coaching a college coach, when you're a college coach, you're coaching the team. It's a team game. No matter what you want it to be, it's a team game because you're not you're not coaching millionaires anymore. You're not coaching people that are they're they're not businesses. Right. Each player is a business in the NBA. You know, they're, if they're if, if they have notoriety, they're a business. And you have to coach that. I I think in in college you're coaching kids that are playing a game. There's no it, it, the and it's going to change as as money enters it because right. now that happens. But I mean, it is a business. It, it's a. It's not a business to the kids on the to court the kids, right. because they're not. They weren't getting paid. Now that they're starting right. to get some money, I think that's going to change, and rightfully so. It should because uh, something I just read the, or was listening to someone uh, the other day. You're making a hundred and nine dollars a week that they're getting to so, to live off of when you're. Uh, uh, this was this was years ago, but you, you, you know you're you're not making. You're not making a living wage when they're giving you educate. They're giving you education. They're giving you housing, but you're only allowed to what you. It's very specific of how you were able to work, and who you could work for. What what they had so many restrictions. You couldn't live well if you didn't have a family income coming in. Right. So yeah, this is this is different. I, I think that the, I, I think it's different, and I think the guys that are under you in college want to do well because they want to go to the next level. They want to go to the NBA. So they're listing, they're coachable. They want to be, it's, it, it, we're already there in the NBA. Before we get back to redeem team, if you have to give the Mount Rushmore of coaches, somebody has got to fill that fourth spot. Who do you pick? Who we have Pat Riley, Popovich, Popovich, Phil, Phil, I got a name, but I want you to go first and see if you can fill it. Well, I like Lenny Wilkinson. Lenny Wilkinson? Yeah, he had more wins than anybody else at one point. I know, but don't to make Mount Rushmore, shouldn't you have championships? It would be nice to have championships. Yes, I don't know. If you're just going to go off championships, who was the uh, who was uh, the, the the Boston's coach? Oh, shit. When they won? I don't remember. When he, no, it was the owner, too. Red Arback. He was the coach. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't even think about that. I was going to say Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly's a, a good one, also an Olympic coach. Right. But I don't know. I don't Two-time know. Two-time champion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who else is a great coach, though, that's out there? That, I'm trying to think that, that I would go. I'd really like that guy on my... On my um, well, are you going to give Steve Kerr any coaching? You know, he has rings. I know. It's just something about one. I I never liked the transition. How I felt like uh, Golden State did Mark Jackson dirty. I think that he was the one that got Golden State to where they needed to be. They kicked him out. They got Kerr, and Kerr was handed an already made championship caliber team. But he still has to he didn't mold, I know, but he didn't mold them and make them who they were the way Mark Jackson did. I mean, I hear you. Steve Kerr's got four. So I just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time buying Kerr. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking. Yeah. Um, but but it's okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead. 
Who was it? Who did you say yours was? Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly. Yeah. And something feels like because he died, that takes away from. No, no, I'm not being funny. No, but I just felt like if he lived. Yeah, yeah. He. Well, did, but he, I think he retired, then died. Died, yeah. Also, right. But since he died before the Mount Rushmore got carved. <laughs> um, dude, I gotta say, man, and 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 it was interesting when the dream team with LeBron was losing. The redeem team. The redeem team. Yeah. I keep saying dream team. Was losing. Who was the piece that they got that took him over? Oh, Kobe. Fucking there you go. Kobe said, yo, I'm tired of watching y'all lose. This is why I'm saying to you people, and I don't want, LeBron is great. Stop comparing this man to fucking Michael. Kobe, the Michael clone, is why them motherfuckers won. It took a Michael-like nigga to get it done. LeBron is so, I don't want to use the word overrated, he was a young overhyped. Kid. He was a young kid. Man, fuck that. Dude, there, there's, there's a... There, Michael yeah. Jordan was a young kid when he was in the Olympics, coached by Bobby Knight as he mopped the floor with pros. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. There, there's, this, there's this thing where they're interviewing Kobe and LeBron, and Kobe goes, you know, enough said. Uh, you know, what they're, they're saying about bringing back the ring or whatever, and he goes, enough said, bring back the, ring, the gold. And then LeBron, they look at LeBron, the camera focuses on LeBron, and he goes, Enough said. Bring back the gold. Like he had, he hadn't. Oh, Jesus. He just he Dude, hadn't become him nah, yet. Nah, man. But it, and I don't know that he's ever become the alpha dog. And and you know I gotta say, and I know people are. Every time they talk about LeBron, they talk about the stats. The stats. He's about to break Kareem Abdul's record and become the number one scorer. This man has been around for twenty fucking seasons. His stats are going to eclipse everybody. He's played 20 years and still going. That don't make him a better player. It just means he's been around longer. Longevity doesn't mean better. Stop it. He still has to make baskets wise. On Four and six. Four and six. And Byron, he loved that comparison when I did that. He never heard that when I said, Byron, what would you rather have? A big dick that works Sometimes four and six on average dick that works all the time, six and oh. He fell out. He said, dude, I have never heard that put that way. That's insane. Like, come on, man. Yeah, LeBron King, the GOAT, one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest. But stop comparing this man to Michael, man. It's no comparison. Well, here, I'll give you the comparison. I'll give you the comparison. Everybody's going to hate me for saying this. I think both sides are going to hate me for saying this. If, if if in the nineties, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan is king. Well, then this is just the time where LeBron is king. He's everybody says that yeah, for this but, era. Yeah, for this era. But that's it. That's it. Just for this, he is every bit as good as Jordan in this in this time period. Listen, man, I, I, I'm gonna echo what a lot of people will say. Y'all keep saying Bron better than Mike. When the fuck was he better than Kobe? And the Redeem team shows it. He didn't win without Kobe. Kobe was the X Factor. Incidentally, the game where they won the medal, it was Kobe and Dwayne Wade. Yeah. 
that game was close, close to scary close. And in the fourth quarter, Dwayne Wade and Kobe lit their asses up. Bron, where was he? Okay, there's also this thing with Kobe that I thought was this amazing moment when uh, Kobe gets stripped. Is this in the final in the in the in the gold game where Kobe gets? You see, Kobe, the guy comes out and they weren't something was. I, I forgot how it was going, but you see, Kobe gets stripped. And as the guy gets the ball, strips Kobe from the ball, and he's getting the ball, Kobe just took it right back. It was like in the same second. <laughs> right, right. Like, it, right. it was just so fast. Right. That if you watch it, you don't really see what happened. Right. Because it happened in, you know, in, in, in how fast those frames in the video are. It happened that fast. This guy strips the ball, and you see Kobe goes like that with the ball, the ball like lifts his arms to take the, bring the ball up, and the guy strips the ball, and you see the guy get the ball, but then Kobe's holding the ball in the next frame, like that fast. This guy. Assassin. Him and MJ were assassins. And I just find it rather ironic that the, the same redeem team, or whatever they were called before the redeem team, yo, they, 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 they lost. With LeBron on the team, they lost. He was a high school player, though. No, he was more out. He, he was been in the in the league for a little bit. He wasn't then he was fresh out of high school. He'd been in the league for a while. But the fact is, who got you over the hump? Kobe. Who came in with the mentality, I'm tired of seeing y'all lose. Who does that remind you of? LeBron even said in the footage when Kobe said to him, Hey yo, Paul Gasol, my teammate, I'm going through this motherfucker's chest. My brother. My brother. Come on, man. <laughs> Alpha dog. Uh, no, just on the Kobe. And I think you, I, I said this to you already. And I think you even said you had something on this. Carmelo Anthony, when they see him going, get in. And then Carmelo Anthony even goes, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they're all work. But 430, that's just too early for me. Carmelo, right. How many rings you got? Exactly. <laughs> Kobe <gets>. Exactly. <laughs> 430, that's too early for me to go work out. Work ethic. That's how determined he was. But you know who I would, you know, that, that scene in, uh, Alpha. In, in, in what's the, what's the Jordan documentary that you love? Last Dance. Last Dance. You mean the Bible? The, the, the Bible? <laughs> no documentary. Goes, That's a Bible. It, it, if you don't like the way that I play. Oh, uh, this way I play the game. If you don't like the way I play, don't play that way. Right. But I would have loved to have seen if Kobe was alive, that you could have seen the reaction from Kobe mm -hmm. on that. That would have been awesome because that's exactly how Kobe played the game. He played the game just like Michael Jordan did. This was what you did. This wasn't just your job. This is who you are. This is what, you, what I do. LeBron James is one ply toilet tissue. <laughs> you can still get your ass wiped, but it's so thin, your finger may break through the paper. Listen, see, but this is when you say these things. People don't understand that you do have love for LeBron. I respect LeBron. And I, you I have, get it. And you I know get that it. he has the greatest game, one of the greatest games ever to play basketball. His mentality is not one of the greatest. Dude, I got to be honest with you. And Dennis Rodman said this in regards to LeBron. He said, yo, he's got no moves. All he does is, is, is at, a, at 100 miles an hour, like a, a, a freight train, a loose freight train, just come down the court and dunk it. There's no beauty, no finesse. His crab step. No, okay. Yeah, that, that and that crab step jumper. But he's got no sexy to his moves, to his game. All that said, he still is one of the best. He still yes. is one of the best. His mentality era. and his mentality has gotten a lot stronger. Or was a lot stronger. He's doing he's doing 
things outside of the business. I have a lot of respect for LeBron. I just don't, like when you say that conversation to me, it's, it, it's not, there's, there's, I, I know that people are, I don't need, I can't even give him top three. Who is this? LeBron. LeBron, right. Because I'm going to put Magic. Magic, Michael. And Kobe. How do you not? How are the, And then, and Kareem has to go in there. And you're going to put Kareem? You're going to put, you're going to put LeBron behind Kareem? Yeah, listen, that whole scoring title, uh, score, you know, number one score, that to me is not, it, that's about longevity, man. One, if Michael Jordan didn't, Take a break. If Michael Jordan came straight out of high school, if the Jerry's didn't break up the team at the in 98 going into 99, because they all wanted to come back. Yeah. Then come on, man. You mean to tell me Michael wouldn't be higher on that list? Okay, let me ask you this though. One on one, Kobe and Michael. Who wins that game? Um uh, you know what you know what you know what blood I bleed. Okay. Chicago Bulls. Okay. Bull, Jordan. One-on-one, LeBron. Jordan. One-on-one, LeBron and Kobe. Kobe. So, we're done. Um, Did you see the, uh, I saw, uh, was it Kareem and, and the doctor playing? I saw a clip of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into old greats. Who won that game? I don't know. I was watching and something happened. I didn't get to finish it, but I thought, damn, look at these guys. And, and Kareem was still was sky hooking. Right. Listen, to the straight up average motherfucker that work at Wawa or Whataburger, <laughs> he'll bust their ass. <laughs> but it was... It, uh, you know, right. this thing where they go, uh, the rest of the world caught up. When the 92 team was playing... The world was so inferior compared to the pros. But the world is caught up. That's why the games are closer. I don't know that I buy the world is caught up all the way. Have they gotten better? Yes. I still say if the 92 Dream Team played the, the world today, they still win by 30, 40. I don't think those games get close the way they did with the Redeem Team and the team that lost. I still say blowout. Well, I know we're supposed to be talking about the redeem team, but, but we you, are, we are. Yeah, but 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 if you go back to uh, to the dream team, and they said it because they were, I've never seen a team where everybody wanted the other team's autographs. Yeah, you know th they were bigger than basketball. So yeah, yeah so you, you're you. But but again, I'm in terms of dude. When you and let's not really sleep on when you say basketball IQ, Jordan. Magic and Bird. That's it. The end. The IQ alone. That's why I'm going. There's no close games. That IQ is ridiculous. You got to put Kareem in there with it. When it goes to IQ, he may have been the big man. He played his role, but he knew where everybody was supposed to be. He you played, said Kareem? Kareem played. But no, I'm talking about in terms of dream team versus oh, dream team. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were just talking about And playing about the rest of the world. Okay, yeah. That IQ tells me even if they played the world today, as much as they've air quotes caught up, they, they're sticking blown out. I don't think that that redeemed team from a basketball IQ, okay, Kobe and LeBron. 
I don't know that anybody else's IQ is that great. On the redeemed team? Yeah. Chris Paul? Then no game should have been close, man. I don't buy it. The rest of the world caught up. That is 12 or whatever it is, 15 of the greatest, best of the best of the best. But they have gotten better around the world. The game is being played around the world. So people who might have been had played another sport who are talented athletes started playing basketball. That's how we're getting great players. If I can't pronounce your name, you can't be great. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that rule because I can't even say it. Stokovich, Pitchy Pauls. And the do the voodoo bitches. Dude, they're good. They're great players, man. Man, fuck out of here. Uh, that's all I got on that, man. That's all you uh, got? Yeah, I, I'm I telling can... you, man. That's why I was like, you know, okay, I wanted see. to combine the basketball. Well, let me, uh, we can. We can still do it. Uh, what did you think about that? Uh, like, I had these notes that Coach K, do you think anybody else could have coached that redeemed team besides Coach K? I think when you have that level of talent, anybody should be able to coach that team. All right. Uh, I think. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni. I, I think he's so overrated and he's just not. I don't like Mike D'Antoni. See, I like Mike D'Antoni a lot, oh. but but what D'Antoni was doing, he was just playing an offensive game, though. That's, it's a difference. It was, you know, seven seconds. You know, Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> it, it, it was something that sparked interest in the NBA because it made it makes the NBA very fun to watch people shoot that quickly. An offensive minded game like that. But his defense was he he needs a defensive plan in there. Uh, the blind military man that they that they that uh, uh, Coach K brought in to talk to the team. What did you think about as, as they said it was important? But what do you think as an as an NBA player you want to go out and uh, not an NBA but the, as the dream team at the redeem team player, Olympic team, America's Olympic team. Are you paying attention to all these people that coaches bring in? I think that's such a gimmicky horseshit. You, you're an NBA pro. You you are the best players in the world. You need a motherfucking military guy to come in and motivate you. I I thought what he said though, there there was this quote where he says, uh, uh, "the blind the blind guy comes in, lost his eyes, yeah. still in the military, still in the military. I don't know what he's doing. Right. He's still in the military." Said a thousand, uh, a thousand men have gone before you so that you can be a great NBA player. A thousand great men have gone into battle so that you can be that great NBA you know, player. Andy, you know, Andy, you don't I, think I, that mean, I, meaningful. I have always had a very tough time, and I know sports heads will disagree with me because they take sports as a religion. Uh, I always have a problem when sports people try to liken what they do to military shit. There's a war. We're going into battle. People lose limbs, man. But it People is. lose their sight. People, people die. You're playing a game. Yeah, but... Let's keep it in perspective. You're not curing cancer. You're playing a fucking game. But what I guess what they're saying, though, is because of these other warriors, you're allowed to do this game battle. That is so stupid. I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. I, I, I thought it was interesting that he brought people in. I thought that it was mic'd up. I thought getting the people to be a team. Because you're talking about... Mil These are multi-millionaires, guys that play on opposite teams, not necessarily get along, have other issues with people, and meld them as a team. There was something to that. I don't That's, know. That, but you meld them into something you're supposed to be. Yeah. The game, it's a team game. That's your whole purpose is to, you, to come together as a team for one common goal. You need a military guy to tell you that? No. Get your shit together. 
Uh, does Doug Collins look like a comic book supervillain now? Um, <laughs> I, like a like an old man. Uh, I just I did tear up though when he, you know, when they were all grabbing him and they ran up to him and then he shows that picture of him and Kobe, where Kobe, you know, he has his arm around Kobe. Right. I think it's Kobe, Carmelo, and 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 I don't. Know. It it was just these. Uh, I, I don't know. It was a moment where I could see. Um, the generations of history mm-hmm. of basketball, and then, then I really felt the loss of Kobe at that moment, right. because there's all these great things and these things that we're talking about, and it's hard to believe that that one of the one guys we put on this list is obviously very high up on the list, right. supposed to be here. Yeah, and I think that 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 brings something home every time I've seen this. Okay, this is the last note that I had, and it's 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 called "Am I a racist?" Uh, it's called what? I called it, I put in, am I a racist with a question mark? This is my, yeah, I was questioning Uh myself. At the very end, when they're bringing out the gold medals. Yeah. They're bringing out the gold medals. Mm -hmm. And they're they're bringing them out on silver trays. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. And they're walking out. And and it was these uh, beautiful women in in like kimonos. And I was looking at it. And I am colorblind, so I don't get all the death perception and everything. But I was like, uh, is that sushi? (laughs) Swear to God, I was looking at it going, why are they bringing sushi out right now? And then I realized that's the the ribbon wound up. And then that gold, I thought it was, I thought it was some kind of. That would have been kind of fly though. (laughs) I mean, eat sushi with your medals on, on on the stand. I really... And I said, I, I thought to myself, that's the most racist thing that's right. going to happen to me, at least today, because I thought these a these Chinese women, which it's sushi. was it in China? It was in China. Yeah, yeah, and sushi's oh, Japanese, okay. so I'm, I'm, I just made a mish, mosh, mish, mishmash of right. Asian culture. But then you know, and, but I, I'm used to seeing uh, you go to these some of these Asian sushi restaurants, and it's always girls in the little kimono coming out, right. and bringing in a tray. And there's sushi on, and I'm like, right. why is he bringing out sushi? Right. And I thought to myself, you are a mo- you are fucked up in the head. Nah, I think you just made a common mistake. <laughs> I don't know why sushi would be at an Olympic game, but I didn't either. That's right. my point. That's why I was right. like, why are they bringing out sushi? All right, what uh, before we switch over, um, I gotta say because they mentioned it uh, on on this for some reason, but uh, folks, if you haven't if you've never seen it, uh, YouTube Marvin Gaye. Uh, the national anthem, man, one of the sexiest renditions. Because that's the this is the rendition Coach K uh, requested. Right. If they won the gold medal, right. this is what song was going to be yeah. played. That is, listen. When white women go, when I ask white women, "Why are you in the black men?" They go just go to the swagger, just the style. That is the epitome of what they're talking about. Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. That. Is black cool by definition. If you looked up black cool in the dictionary, they would show Marvin Gaye singing the national anthem. That is that right there at that moment is what white men go. I don't want that fucking my woman. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 no, go ahead. And, as famous and as powerful as Whitney Houston's rendition of the anthem is, and it's, 
I don't think there's anything better. This rivals that, though, especially the dynamic of one's a female, one's a male. Hands down, uh, undoubtedly, the greatest female singer to ever live. And one could make arguments about the greatest male singer who ever lived. It could, you could say a bunch of black dudes. But Marvin, silky. That shit was silky, nigga. It's like, he, it's like if, if a condom could be made of actual silk, it would be called the Marvin Gaye. Uh, okay, so then three, give me the three. The, the, the three renditions of, of the, what's, what's the, the national anthem? Yeah, what, what's the three? The three best ever? Oh, uh, Whitney Houston, Marvin Gaye, and Roseanne Barr. Those are your three? Those are my three. All right. Uh, no, those aren't the three. I agree. I, 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 I go. I couldn't think of a third. Who, I, I was trying to go, who's the third person that sang it that blew my socks off? I can't think of a third. Because you, you can't hear Jimmy. Oh, I'm listening, but I'm not hearing Jimmy. Gotcha. <laughs> he didn't even use words. You mean Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was being funny no. and the white man can't jump. No, he plays, he played it. I never heard that. I never heard oh that. Oh my God. I never heard that. I got to YouTube that. Yeah. That's really? the third best one. Holy shit. I'll go, I'll take the, I, I think Whitney's is, Whitney, technically, the way that her voice works. Right. I mean, she was able to hold those notes oh. longer. Oh. Uh, that was to Dude, me. Dude, when you look at that clip on YouTube, you see grown men crying. Yeah, you should. Right. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way anybody should be able to sing right. it the way she sang that right. song. Now, uh, Marvin Gaye's. Yeah, dude. That 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 hits. Oh. The, 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 it's. Oh. But, uh, and then Hendrix, man. Yeah, I never heard Hendrix. Yeah, well, we'll listen to it after we're done with this podcast. Maybe you know who I. You, you, you know who, and he's a real singer, but to me, one of the worst renditions of the anthem. Aaron Neville. It just sounds like a... Back when my voice was lighter, I could do a little Aaron Neville. He's like... He sound like uh, Catherine Hepburn if she could sing. <laughs> but, you know, he has some very beautiful songs. I can't get past the shaking of the voice. That's just his... That was his... My... <laughs> I can't get past that shit, dude. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, but that that that's a big moment. I mean, and let's see. This is this is when you talk about coaches and Coach K and motivation and looking at the team and saying. I think that's sad that you have to do that. The dream team, ninety two team didn't need that. I, I love talk about great quotables and personalities. I remember when they interviewed Charles Barkley, and they said, uh, "What do you think about your match coming up with Angola?" I don't know anything about Angola, but I know Angola's in trouble. You know, fucking special music and fucking Marines, nigga. They are the Marines. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, we like the special forces. Our job was to go over there, kick butts and take names. Come on, man. The muscle didn't come till Kobe came. Okay, but he did show up and, and, and it was still a tough game. And, and, and honestly... Let me ask you this question. I don't want to leave this yet because uh, do you think, I, I don't, I think that Kobe running over. Uh, Pow. I think that should have been saved 
for the the finals, but you don't know that you're definitely going to get Spain in the finals. But there was a pretty good shot you get Spain right. in the finals. But they were they were damn near the best team of all the they were teams. they were so you 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 set up a rivalry, and then not only do you run over Paul, but then you beat him by forty. But but here's why I'm going. Those other teams, even the teams that where some of their players were playing in the NBA. Let's say you play Germany. Okay, your best player in Germany who plays in the NBA is Dirk Nowitzki. Who else on the German team are you worried about? They have other players on the I team. I know, but who else are you really, really worried about? When you play, uh, I don't know if he's Spain, but uh, when you play, uh, well, whatever team Manu Ginobili's on, outside of Manu, who on that team are you worried about? With the Redeem team and the 92 Dream team, you got to worry about from the first man to the 15th. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Yeah, but that's where they're saying it's catching up. It's not necessarily catching up in the all-star performance, like the, the, the names, the, the, but it's the players are catching up. That you are going to have to worry about more than one on the team. You are going to have to worry because if, all these if guys the other ones, play. other than the ones that are in the NBA, are that great, why are those guys in the NBA too? Hey, listen, some of the guys don't want to come to play here. I know it, this is the fame, but the money is better for a lot of the for for a mid level player. It's better to play in Europe. They make more money. They 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 get housing, uh, beautiful houses. They get chefs. They get uh, everything's taken care of. I know a lot of people that I don't want to play for America because there it is illegal to punch a woman in the face. <laughs> that could be a part of it. Here where we play, we punch our women in the face and we get away with it. Don't don't forget when uh, Kukoc came over here, he took a pay cut to come to play with the Bulls. He was making more money. He was taken care of. When our women don't listen, we punch them in the stomach. It has been sanctioned by our president, Ronald Williams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but dude, even those players that are getting paid better to play there, those those mansions don't look as good as our mansions, you know. But hey, they grew up there, they're raised there, so be it. I, I mean, as far as elite status and and the hype, the you know the glitz, the glamour. Right. Yeah, you want to play in the NBA. You want to play against the best. That's what yeah, but. I mean, if you're a mid, when I say a mid-tier player, still one of the best players in the world playing right now, and right. you're that middle guy, you're the guy coming off the bench, you're the guy putting in 15 minutes a game, you're giving him 10 points, and you're making this amount of money, when you can make double that and be taken care of differently in Europe? Right. I mean, I, I got to, you know, what are you going to do on? I hear you. Uh, on Netflix, it's called Flagrant Foul. Tim Donahue, was that his name? Yeah. The ref that took money and not took money, but was altered. Like, what would you call it? Not betting on games. Other people were betting on the game. He was game. betting, oh, on, betting yeah, on But games. he did bet on games. He was he was doing it. Would, fixing games, right? Or yeah, kind of putting fix in. Yeah. Influencing the game. He uh all re all NBA refs are not allowed to their contracts to do any kind of betting whatsoever. Yeah. So no, not even you're not even supposed to go to casinos and gamble. His his best friend, one of the, the of the trio of guys who got who fucked up, his one of his friends, Tommy Martino, uh, talked about how this guy was a 
Well, they talk about how he licked bird shit. Yeah, that's a, off a window. Yeah, that's that's a big red flag to know that you ain't gonna be shit. And he's telling you the story. Like, right. I don't know why I felt I had to do it, but I had to. Yeah, do it. felt the need to lick bird shit. Um, and I I know I've said this before. Listen, I I see the rush to gambling, but the idea to me of a major mm-hmm. loss is enough for me to say hell no. And I've said I've got an addictive personality, and 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 when I do go to Vegas, you get it's easy to be seduced by the lights and the action and the noise. And and my favorite thing to play when I do play uh, is roulette because I feel like I can stay at the table longer than I can anything else. I don't know how to play craps. I think slot machines is for old women, old people. Uh, blackjack to me is just too in and out. It's, 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 too, it's too much of a quick loss for me. Roulette, I could stay at the table. I could either bet on black, bet on red, spread it around, bet on a specific number, do the double. It's a it's a more fun game. And when and when you're surrounded by people, especially people you know, and y'all all are playing, get your drinks, cocktail, you want to smoke a cigarette. It I, I I can get I see the seduction. But dude, when you lose a nice chunk. I'm like, man, fuck that. My my dick don't get hard. I can't fuck later. I'm I'm depressed. I, I just I'm not a gambler. I, I I just I think it's so it's scary. That's so scary. What have you had millions, like hundreds and hundreds? Like Jordan of type yeah, doing Jordan shit. Type. So you have to feel it. You have to lose it to feel it. I ha- I could do it then, but I'd have to have paper, 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 paper. <laughs> Where I can if, if I take the L, I'm like I'm I'm good. I I have gambled. I have done. Oh, I've had great streaks. Mm-hmm. I've also had some poor ones. Uh, I like the rush, but there's there's a point where like okay, so I, I see people do it. Just say you're going to spend five hundred dollars, and then once that's gone, then it's done. Then don't even gamble because then once you lose that five hundred, then you're going to be gone. I just I, I shouldn't. I sh- take five hundred dollars. Go to Vegas. Go see some shows. Go uh, buy, get a night, buy a five hundred dollar bottle of wine. Go enjoy that with somebody, and then don't worry about the gambling. Do the other stuff. It's hard to be in a place where it feels like unless you're doing that, there's nothing else to do. And that's why I said I'm not big on Vegas because if I go to Vegas, other than gambling, you, I know you said go see some shows, but I'm not really into the shows like that. So what the fuck else is there to do? Food, golf. I don't golf, and I could do food here. They have good food in Vegas, though. They got good food everywhere. You just yeah. got to know where to go. Yeah. Lead with your stomach. Now you can go see a Raiders game. Are they playing in, in, in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. Not in football. Yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, so when they said, uh, and you know, people had always alluded to this, like in the NBA, superstars get the calls or and certain guys don't get the calls. So when they said, when the NBA, wait, 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 make the, Call the spin move. Okay, yeah. So when certain guys would make the spin move, they'd call the call. Because it was a travel. It was a travel. But when MJ said it, did it, they said don't make the call. Isn't that cheating? Yeah, well, but they didn't say it that way. They they there was a, a, a move by the NBA to say, call this, focus on this. This is we have a problem with this, so you need to focus on this more. The the NBA would come up with who they said. Phil Jackson's the one that says, yeah. They don't. They want you to call that move, but not on him. And most times they didn't on him. They didn't because there were certain players 
and and I, I think all players get the refs get accustomed to someone's game, so it's within their game, and then they don't call it because the other team need, knows that's part of their game. But if the if, if if we're being technical and we're abiding by the rules, you're right. Okay, because that's what they did to AI. They 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 called him for that palming. They could call it. They could call him for palming every single time he tried to cross anybody over. Right. Every single time. And they did it. And then when in this, when he says, would, uh, you know, it confirmed things that we already know. Steve Javi. We knew that Steve Javi had pro- issues with certain, with certain players and certain coaches. <laughs> and, and you don't want to say he abused it because he followed the rules. Right. But, you know, when you get technical, like they say in uh, the NFL, uh, holding, on the, when the, when, you know, holding on the offensive line. Uh, it can be called every single time if they wanted to. It's 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 how much you do and how long and, and how aggressive it is. So that's kind of, there's some interpretation to those rules. But w- w- this has been talked about way before anything ever happened with him, that certain players, there's certain rules the players get and certain things that the NBA wants to do that they will focus on. And then there's the, the refs that they've always said have some bias. And uh, as we get into this, and we'll get to it, uh, when he's called out and saying, "Well, you had money on the game, so therefore, if you if you're betting on the game or you did something with the game, you uh, you may not think that you're cheating because you're calling the rules, but you already have a you have a bias into the game. So mentally, you're already ready to make that call. Well, if you don't like someone, we all have personalities and we all have people on the other side of the court. We either like, don't like coaches. So it's in there no matter what, anytime a human is facing up another human and making calls like that. So I think those biases are always there. Um, you know, uh, it just, we, we can't say it enough. You know, can you ever have too, can you ever have enough, uh, Greed, 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 and greed. Like, like if you have, listen, referees aren't obviously the players. They're not making gazillions and gazillions of dollars where they have mansions and homes and cars and jewelry and all the shit, multiple combs. But I would think that for a referee, if that's if if, if it provides you with a good enough life, and this dude Donahue, he had the home. Say he was he making four hundred thousand a year. Yeah, he he was living a good life in Florida. Knowing what the outcome of you being caught could be, why risk it? I don't know why risk it, but it's even more than that to me. It's not just about being caught. Do you? It's not easy to become an an, uh, NBA ref. They said there's only fifty. Right. It's harder to be a ref than it is to be a player. If you want by numbers. Right. So if you worked long enough and you did the things to achieve that, that's in a that's a pretty fucking itchy. Now you might have entered a, a profession where you're not going to make millions of dollars, but you're going to make four hundred plus a pension, plus you're traveling, and now you get to be in the NBA and you're not a fucking basketball player, but you're in it every year in the games. You're part of it. I don't think there could be much better in life for someone who can't play basketball. It's not even, it shouldn't even be about getting caught. It should be about, I put all this work into being here. Why would I do this to myself? This guy makes me mad because the idea that you are, you, you, you reach this position, the status to become this, 
that should have been if that was your goal. How does this other little how does this other thing get in the way? Right. I don't understand that at all. To me, this is uh, I, I don't. This isn't greed. He didn't need the money. I mean, I don't know. I, I really I don't understand it. All I do know is that he had hair transplants because if you look <laughs> at him in the beginning when he's when he's on the floor, he's that hair is moving backwards. And by uh, the time that they're interviewing him now, right. and he is he has a full head of hair. So he's had <laughs> hair transplants. I was, you know, dude, I was mad at his wife. I, like, okay, like, I was, that's my thing. Let me, let me ask you, what he did, that was divorceable? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before it's divorceable. She's going through his jacket. She finds a big wad roll of wad, wad of money that she's, and she puts up this thing that looks like at least six, seven inches uh, round thing of wad of money. She put up my dick. And she says, I don't know if I want to know where that money came from. Of course not. I don't, I, I don't know if I want to know where it's coming from. When you're holding it and you know what it is and you know what it can do, of course not. You'll take the rewards, but you won't take the, pun the penalty. That's not a ride or die check. And, and, and that's why I was, listen. These are earrings. Right. Expensive diamond ruby earrings. $10,000 earrings. I never take them out because I'd probably lose them. But he was, I, but he, you know, he, he was horrible. I'm just saying, like, the man didn't cheat on you. He didn't abuse you physically. He was a good father. He was a loyal husband. He cheated. And why? To get more money to help give a better life for y'all. And you divorce him? See, see, but I, I don't think it was just to get a better life. I think there's something else. There's something else uh, wrong with that guy because he had the life. You know, you're making $400,000 a year at that time. This is, this is what, 90s? Yeah. That's pretty good money. Well, keep in mind, though, half for taxes. So you're really making two. Okay. But you have money to invest. You have money to do things. You have money. You have your family, 400000 right. whatever you have, right? You're an NBA guy. You can do all kinds of other things. If you're, if you're a lead, I'm sure that they have other things that they can make money doing that's away from the game. Because the game right. isn't every, they're not working every single day. So he has potential, and to do that, now there's something else wrong with it. it it's ego. It's it's, uh, it, you know, I I don't know. Maybe he didn't like David Stern in the way that I you, you see the animosity that he has towards the NBA. David Stern, uh, how they he felt that they were influencing the game, and he also said, "I never, I never uh, tanked a game. I, you know, I never." You know, I, I just, I called the game they were, I just analyzed it and gave them the best ideas of who's going to win. And you saw he didn't win every game. What would it say? 27 out of well, 37? Uh, yeah, but I, dude, I didn't really realize it until they broke it down. I'm like, damn, the refs really can control the outcome of a game. Oh, yeah, they definitely can. Damn. But that's, but he does bring up an interesting fact, though, too. He said, look at my... uh they, they have evaluations. He goes, I have one. The, I have the highest evaluation. How am I throwing the game? And I have the highest evaluation. I mean, I don't think there's any clarity in this in this thing. When you read it, because when you well, when you listen so based to, on that, do you think he was doing not doing what they said he did? He's giving inside information to gamblers, so he has he is involved. 
I think there's moments where I, I mean, I don't know. Was there ever a game when you see a ball or a foul at the very end of the game that he should have called that, that turned the game and it made, it worked in his favor. I don't know. I, I don't know because we, we don't have all the information, what they have and which games that he was in. And, you know, that would be interesting to see which games he was in and how, what, what, was there anything that anybody ever won by uh, three points or less? And if those games, is there any factor to what he was saying? But he was getting information on other things like sword and pers- uh, a, a, a ref not liking someone or they're, they're going to go after him. So they know that they're right. not going to have a good game. They knew what he knew tendencies of the other refs. He knew what the game was doing. So I, I think that had a lot to do with it. I don't know if he had to. What he's saying is I don't have to throw a game. There's already enough influence that if I know what the influences are, I can tell you who's going to win that game. Well, that to me is not the same as purposely calling fouls or making calls that could truly determine the game. That's a guesstimate. You know what I'm saying? That's that's guesswork. Either you're right or you're wrong. I, I think if you said so-and-so is going to lose this game, you told him bet on the other team, and there's an opportunity to call a foul, you're probably calling that foul tighter on that team and not as tight yeah. on the other team. I think I think that's reasonable to believe. Right. But that is there. there's a difference between that and all out throwing the game. Right. But it's still, it's still affecting the game. So I, I, I just really, I, I think there's other interesting. I don't know people, when you see this, it's, I, I, I didn't know, I knew what a nickel was and I knew what a dime was on the game. I didn't. $500 is a nickel. Uh, a dime is a thousand. I, I knew that. I, right. I gambled enough that I knew that. I didn't know a stick was a hundred thousand and a balloon was a million. I didn't know any of that. That was, uh, that was, cause I would never have gotten to a balloon. Right. So uh, I, I, that I got, I, uh, but how this happens, <laughs> what I thought this was interesting is how it happened is that his friend, he was giving his friend some, some information and then his friend started betting heavy and they figured out how did they figure this out? See, I'm going to say, I have a different, I have a whole different take on this thing. The guy keeps talking about cranberries. Remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Bubba or some Bob? Batista. Yeah. But what do they call him? Baba or something like that? I don't know. Batista, anyway, he says cranberries. It's all about cran- cranberries. You don't say shit. Right. Cranberries. Now, wait a minute here. <laughs> I don't know how well Batista's doing. We didn't get into it. And Tommy, I don't know what he's doing. But they were very, there's some things that are very specific. I was, he was given $2,000 a game. For his pick, win or lose, right? Two thousand, win or lose, he got the two thousand dollars. He didn't have to pay anything that he lost. Two thousand dollars on a game that people are going to make millions on, but he's getting two thousand dollars, and he has all this money at the end. He's investing in properties. He has a. Uh, they saw the the cars that he had. I think they got away with it. I think they got away with it. I think they got the money. I think they made the money. I think they got everything they're doing. I think these are stories that are only being partially told. The NBA is, uh, was influenceable at the time. I don't know if it is as much anymore because they have gambling that goes along with the game. Now they have different things. I don't know. Uh, they're not trying to build the game the same way that they were, but it's very funny that when, when Don Donahue was going to wear a wire and try to get them, all this information gets leaked and the whole thing gets, gets 
canceled? Who would have leaked it? Who could have leaked it? The FBI is not going to leak it. Donahue wasn't going to leak it. Who else could have leaked it? The information that would kill that investigation. Only the NBA could have. <clears throat> but Donahue must have came away with some money because he seems well, to have money. at the end, yeah. when they ask him, did you make more money than you said you did? The pause tells you everything. But he follows the pause up with, I don't know. Yeah. And then they ask him again. He said, you said, I don't know. It was that true? And then he said, I don't remember saying I don't know. And if I did, I might not understood what you were saying. I definitely didn't make more than I said. You're not going to do that for $2,000 a game. $2,000 a game. That's it. $2,000 a game. You put your whole life to do this one job. You get the job. Also, uh, before I, I move away from that part too, about not just being too, he got to keep his pension. There's only one. Who decides that you get to keep your pension? The NBA? I would think. You granted your, your grant, you, you, you David Stern came on and said, this is one of the most serious allegations and everything I've ever had right. to deal with before in my whole entire career. Right. But you can keep your pension. Now go do your 15 months or whatever you had to go do. Go do your 15 months. No other, no other official got investigated, even though there were things said about the other officials. Right. The phone calls. I, I think you could have a, a relationship with it because they were both about the same age. The other uh, official that he's talking to, I, I have his name here. Sorry. Uh, Scott Foster. They're about the same age. They might have had some other things that they called each other and talked to each other about, but be, right. before the game, after the game, sometimes... I don't know. There's a, I don't think this is the full story. I think this is interesting. If you're listening to this, you should go watch this. Uh, it's hard for us to explain it because this is just a bunch of conjecture that went around. And honestly, they don't give you an answer in this either. Right. They just kind of tell you what the, fa what, what the hard facts were. The FBI guys are pretty cool. I mean, these are the FBI guys that I always imagine were real FBI guys. Right. I mean, that's it, that thing when, they, when uh, Don, Don, Donahue walks in and he goes, I got Gotti. Mm. He was sitting in the same chair you were. So if you think you're going to come in here and lie to me, right. you can leave now. That's a pretty cool thing to be able to say. <laughs> right, right. You know, but I, I think cranberries exist. I think that they didn't say everything. I think that they said what they wanted to say because the amounts, no one disputes the amount, $2,000. They talk about going to the hotel for the meeting, whether he threatened his family or didn't threaten his family. Tommy and him, they each had- Well, I mean, Batista at one point said, you don't want me to go, well, threaten them in a sense. You don't want me to go to, M to the NBA and tell them what you've done and you don't want no guys from Jersey visiting your wife and kids. But that's what Donahue's saying he said. Batista said he didn't say that. Of course not. He's not going to say he said that. Exactly. I think this is all scripted out. I think they knew what they were going to do. Right. I think they knew that they were going to cause confusion and look like they weren't working together. But when you go back to the cranberries thing that he said, cranberries, you don't say shit. I think you do say shit. You say the shit that's planned and saying because there was never any discussion about that $2,000. One would say, how come there's no fighting about the $2,000? How come no one said, I was paying him more than that? If I want to make him look bad, why wouldn't I say 2000 Right. And I think they do say he made more money, but I think this is scripted, man. I think 
And when I mean not scripted on the show, I think these guys knew what they were going to do when they got caught, if they got caught. If they were smart, they did. And that's what this is, because we're not getting the whole story at all, <laughs> at all. Because he has he has a life, and I like when he said, "Oh, no one's ever going to want to talk to me." Hey, you just come out, and you just and, and you just go about your business, and eventually you're going to have you, you know you'll be back. Right. Come on. I think this is all like this. I think these three guys, Batista, Tommy, and Tim, Tim, they they worked this out before this happened. I Nobody think, sold anybody out. No, they they took their deals. That's why I'm saying I think I think there's so much more to this this one. I think there's so much more. I think this is what we can get. I think there's a lot more underneath this one because you had to make a lot more money. Listen, you're a smart guy. You, you, you are a ref. You are this. You have all this on the line. And you're going to do it. Come on, two thousand a game. That's what you're doing it for. I'm already making four hundred thousand a year right. legally. Right. I have, I, I'm sure that I can do other things off season. I'm sure that there's other, like you, you could run your own basketball camp. You could do all kinds of crazy things that you could do. You, 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 you're, you're friends with players. You could be business deal, whatever you have all that legally. You're not doing it for $2,000 a game. I'm telling you, there's something else in this. There's something you guys, please check this out. Yeah. It's called, um, uh, flagrant foul on Netflix on by untold. Um, Which is really good. The one, did you, have you seen, did you see the uh, one on, uh, damn, I forget the guy's name, that had the the fake girlfriend? No, I didn't see that. Watch it. Was it which, which one is that? It's crazy. It comes up after this one. After, if you watch this, look at the list. You'll see it. Right. It's, on, it's about the guy who, uh, his internet, his, his girlfriend was over the internet. Really? Yeah. And it turned out to be a guy. And it was, But all of these are sports related, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a college. He was a college, the college quarterback. I forgot. Uh, and, and also, I know, I know I told you guys, and we even discussed it a little bit, that 30 for 30 about and one. But there's a one on here untold called the rise and fall of and one. And this is a little bit more in depth uh, about the and one. And uh, I watched that one. And I can't wait till we talk about that one because there's one specific moment that I want to ask Andy about uh, where it's, it's obviously becomes racial uh, in terms of these black guys being exploited by uh, this white company. Uh, so I, I'd love to get into that with Andy a little bit. Um, but and that's that one of the untold stories too, right? Yes. This untold series is, is pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check them out. And they're not long. I mean, it's- no, no, about 40, 45 minutes. Uh, like I said, the one I first, when they first did the first batch of them, the Christy Martin story, that was, that was a real interesting one. Uh, coal miner's daughter. Yeah. Um, dates. Dates, dates, dates. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can get my little book open here, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bookend. I'm going to, I'm going to do this one twice. Uh, guys, just uh, as a kind of a little informational uh, commercial here for our show in Magoobies. In, uh, that's going to be our New Year's show, but we're going to be there the 29th through the 31st. Get your tickets for New Year's, man. Merle. Let's get, let, let's make sure that we're all together ringing in the new year. It's a big sold out show. That's, that's, that's the goal. Anyway, when you're listening to this, you're listening to this on the, uh, looks like uh, the 9th. Uh, we are going to be in Chuckles the following day. Chuckles in uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, the 10th through the 13th, the South. Who that is right there? I must have CD Wood. What is he? 
followed by the Tampa Improv on November 18th to the 20th. And then we are making a move uh, for uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And Aries is going to be at the Helium Improv uh, in Indianapolis. Helium Improv. Is that the most retarded thing I could fucking say? What? The two, I made named two companies to make them the Helium Improv. Helium Indianapolis. He's going to be at Helium Indianapolis. I'm going to be so disappointed as I'm scarfing down that shrimp. With the spicy horseradish sauce. That shit is good. Oh, man. I'm like, where the fuck is And Andes? Yeah. Andes. Andes? How you say your shit? Not Andy. Andreas. Yeah. Where the fuck is Andreas? That shrimp, that steak. Oh, God. That's St. Elmo's. Oh. Uh, that's going to be the uh, 25th to the 20, uh, 27th. Aries is going to be out there. And I'm going to be at the Tempe Improv. With Adam Ferreira, known uh, as a, as a, one of the main guys in Top Gun, uh, Top Gun, Top Gear, uh, showing the History Channel. Damn, I suck at this, man. I'll be out there with Adam at Tempe Improv the 25th through the 27th and having dinner on Thanksgiving with my boys. Uh, Ontario Improv, uh, December 1st through the 4th. And then again, as I said at the beginning, get your tickets uh, for the new year. We're going to be at Magoobie's. In Baltimore, Maryland, the 29th through the 31st. But man, if you want to have a fun time, a relaxing time, laugh your ass off and enjoy the new year. Come out, hang out with us. It's 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 fun, and uh, you don't have to worry about everything else that's going on crazy all over New Year's. All right. Um, this is Malika Houston. I'm starting to uh, wind down on the music. I'm starting to run out of these. Uh, so eventually, unless somebody sends in a new batch, this is going to be it soon. I'm running out. I'm, all these motherfuckers is filtering out. Maybe I might call the doctor. Hey, you be back. Is my number one. Uh, Malika Houston. Uh, okay. <laughs> Why do you, you laughing? I just think, dude. As as you as you get older, yeah, and I, I'm just saying that you, there, there's the second career where I think you're going to be in about a hundred different movies. But you're gonna, me, you're going to be playing that old black man. Oh, you stupid! You stupid! That's going to be my character. It's this angry guy. Motherfucker, don't matter. Right Motherfucker, But it's going to be a different. You're going to each one. He'll be, right. he'll be a different version. A different version of an old man. Got you. But you, but you got that. Like you just have that, man. <laughs> Makes uh, me laugh every time you do it. Uh, watch Debo featuring Coquan. So damn raw part two. Official music video at shot by Keonte on YouTube. Uh, yeah, all of whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. Incidentally, when you hear next week's uh, email episode, I am going to start it off with. The doctor, because he wrote in after he described my ass, his diarrhea caked up on an old person's cheeks. Uh, that's the type of piece of shit I am that he said I am. And then I answered him, and now he's firing back with another one. Uh, so stay tuned. Yeah. That was from Batman. Yeah. The, 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 the 60s. Yes. Version. Yeah. All right. Adam West and what whoever Robin was. Yes. <laughs> yes. I gotta take a deep breath. Ha. 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 Ooh. Ah.
Since I'm president that bitch life, she thinks she gifted. You a hamburger ass nigga, you don't got no bread. How the fuck is you gonna think if you don't got no head? I remember sleeping on the floor cause I ain't had no bed. You just shoot niggas house up, now you don't got no crib. Sorry, little bitch, I can't get with it. We can fuck, but no, we cannot kick it. Two, two, threes, hit the point, this shit's terrific. Who you talking to? Let's be Pacific. It's a draw, then my niggas ain't raised a ticket. Now we bout to blow just like TNT. Top notch, stuck in, yeah, we up three. I'm the head nigga, bitch, it ain't no fuck me. I'ma still get the head, cause she buck teeth. Push a ticket on your head for a small fee. Wayne and this bitch, yeah, it's all grease. Oh, say he get him gone for a small fee. But if you want that nigga gone, I bet he call me. Niggas on pine, they rip them tall trees. Yeah, my nigga slime, yeah, we all be. Gotta catch my plate, meet her at the Walgreens. Hey, huh, bitches hit me, we just slide on the ops. You can even fuck a bitch to it. My girl ain't gave me head in a week. But other big dudes, she said I put too many hoes, scared to put her lips to it. But huh. even those called hit music, I talk about everything. You know, I gotta add a twist to it. The dope and locking up, you gotta add some more risk to it. Put breathing, shooting in my dope, I got a little kick to it. If a nigga get wrong, I put the stick to him. Yeah, that dog was so strong, I put the dick to him. Running up the score and ain't no catching up. Your ice ain't right, you need to step it up. They got married, I shot it up, I fucked they wedding up. Got my foot on they neck and I ain't letting up. Breaking brick and door down and I press. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. Mm-hmm. You don't like to do it face to face? I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. Nina? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?